Welcome to the Happiness Drive Success Podcast, brought to you by Motivate Coaching, the multidiscipline practice for extraordinary people. Here, we discuss finding your happiness and how you can use it to drive your success. Please welcome your host, co-founder, CEO, and master of discovering happiness, Stuart Isham Fairbairns. Good morning, wonderful, fantastic, beautiful friends. How are we today? It's me, Stuart Isham Fairbairns, your host. And today, we're going to do a quick flash in the pan podcast. This is going to be five to ten minutes, little dip in. So every so often, I do one of these quick, short podcast for you just to give you a little boost something to think about something to motivate you something to make you feel positive maybe bring in some happiness into your day so here we go okay so this one is called embrace your weirdness <laughs> excellent title hey i think so so do you think have you got weirdness i know i've certainly got weirdness so let's dive into weirdness what is weirdness for the purposes of this podcast weirdness is Quite simply, our own individual interests that we have, that we believe others perceive as weird. Because we don't necessarily perceive ourselves as weird, do we? It's when we look through others. And then there's all sorts of wonderful things that can come from this where compare leads to despair. We start comparing ourselves to others and we actually deny ourselves some of the things that we enjoy because we believe it's weird and other people will think we're weird. And I think that's pretty common practice, certainly for kids, really was in my youth. And I would go so far as to say as adults as well. And when I've asked that question, if people have experienced that in their youth and as adults within my communities and to my clients, the mass majority, I would say well over 80% of people I spoke with, absolutely agreed. And you may well be nodding your head right now that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's tough. It's really tough. And whether you were the, the geek in school, whether you were the kid that got beaten up, whether you were the one doing the beating up, you were the cool kid, you were the football jock, you were the prom queen king, teacher's pet, whatever it may be, wherever you slotted in, I'm pretty sure you'll know the feeling. And it's tough, right? So when I say embrace your weirdness, It's not that you must go into the world and go, well, you know, I don't care what you think. (laughs) I'm going to be me. I'm going to do me. Well, it's along those lines, but it's not a matter of going into it of defiance. And because with that defiance, what we're doing is we're reacting to the feeling of inadequacy and weirdness that we are comparing with others. So others, we believe that others think this is weird and therefore we go, well, I'm going to do it anyway. What you're doing there is you're adding negative spin onto something that you enjoy that could be such a power. So what, how, how can we look at our weirdness in a way that we're not approaching it as a result of feeling judged, whether by ourselves comparing or by others, and really embrace what it is that we enjoy? So the way to do it is to, well, do it. (laughs) Now what that looks like is, I'm going to give you an example from my life to just to to kind of explain to you something that I've experienced is I have a, I have a deep passion for music. Uh, Music is incredibly important to me and my favorite genres are drum and bass. I absolutely love 
and then I would say second up would be classical, which I realise is a bit of a jump in genres. <laughs> but if uh, depending on what I'm doing, I'll listen to different music genres. But they're my kind of top two. There are various others, you know, so I don't believe, well, personally, I don't stick to one particular area. I may well enjoy a, you know, a little bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers or Metallica or, you know, all sorts, you know, goes around the range. But these, this is where I generally sit. Now, when I was a young man, when I was a young man, I loved drum and bass and I wanted to be a DJ. So I got Dex vinyl for spinning them tunes. <laughs> and the whole setup, and myself and my oldest brother Brennan, and a good friend of ours, Callum, started DJing in a local pub. Now I'm from a very small community. It's on the Isle of Mull in Scotland. There was 24 people in my entire school, three people in my class, of which one of those other people in my class was also called Stuart. So there was Stuart, Stuart, and Lindsay. <laughs> one of the chances, and then on the whole island was uh, 3,000 people. So uh, DJing there. Uh, you know, Brennan and our friend Callum would play music that people generally enjoyed. So it seemed the sort of mainstream. So they would they would dip into their personal interests, which would be a bit of sort of like funk and house and trance and hip hop and stuff. But then they would always throw in the Michael Jacksons and all this stuff. So perhaps you could just say they were very good at reading the crowd. But I would go up and I'd want to sh play the music that I enjoy, or at least intercede some. And I would put on some drum and bass. <laughs> it was hysterical. You would just see the dance floor empty. Now. Obviously, in this example, it's a bit extreme because you're a small community. You've got a small target audience. The same thing happened as I went through life. If I was at private parties or otherwise, I just kind of realized that not many people were into what I was into. And it made me feel weird. And what I really struggled with inside was this pull because I had such, I have such a passion for music that it actually really drives me. It really helps me move forwards. And I was now being told by myself I was denying myself access to this thing because others didn't like it. And that started to creep into when, even when people weren't around. But taking it even further, that belief transcended music. And what it started to do over the years, I realized as a younger man, because I saw it maybe in some other areas, is it created this belief in my life that people didn't like the things that I like. Now, you know, it went from just people not wanting to listen to drum and bass on an, <laughs> completely understandably, on an evening out in a pub on a small island in Scotland, to me believing that people don't like anything that I like. And it's very isolating. And I did go through that. And it's, and it's, it's really not very pleasant at all. So <clears throat> what I found later in life, uh, when I, well, I left, I left Mull when I was 16, but as I went through life, I didn't go back to the music thing for a good while. And I, I, it, now I see it was very much due to the fact that I had that limiting belief that was stopping me from doing it. I didn't think I was, I, it moved on from people not liking my music to me believing I wasn't any good at DJing, that I wasn't any good at reading the crowd, that I wasn't any good at understanding people. And you can see how the psychology can just snowball. I, I at some point moved to Edinburgh. And I became a DJ there and I was DJing in a club and it was a drum and bass club, good choice. And people absolutely loved the music I played. And that was absolutely fantastic. And it made me embrace that again. But the really interesting thing was that limiting belief remained because I reassociated it with new things. And it's so easy to do. 
it's so easy to do because we want to find answers. We want to understand why things happen the way that they happen. And we as humans like to put things in nice, neat boxes because it's easier for us to recall and understand. So when we come up to a situation that reminds or reflects upon us similarity to a situation that we've experienced before, we will start to have programmed responses. Now, there could be a degree in a different direction, much like with mine. It started off with music and it moved towards pretty much everything that I did. The belief that no one liked what I did. To untangle that it was quite a mess, but it was less about going through every individual aspect of it because actually it was doing my daily practices and it was being focused on myself and my development that I started to build my self-confidence and understand that actually it's absolutely nonsense and people love the things that I do. Um, and through that, I now look back and then I realise that I have that limiting belief. It wasn't tackling it head on. So a way for you to live in this world, to explore what you may potentially have limiting beliefs or to stop yourself from having further limiting beliefs is to share with the world. Because one of the biggest things for me that made the, the largest impact on this situation was when I moved to Edinburgh and I started DJing in a drum and bass club and I got such a response and people absolutely loved it. And I loved it. I got so excited about DJing there and it was fantastic. Oh, feels like eons ago now. <laughs> Great memories though. But you know why it worked? Firstly, because I identified my tribe. I found a place where my people were, people who enjoyed drum and bass. If I hadn't gone out there and shared my perceived weirdness, what I believed was weirdness with the world, I would never have found a place for me to be comfortably weird <laughs> and find that it's not weird. In this place, I'm not weird at all. I'm, I'm actually the opposite and celebrated for what it is that I'm sharing. And people look to others who are confident enough to share what it is that they have with the world. And when they feel a commonality, i.e. something they enjoy, they have nothing but absolute respect for the courage that you have displayed by sharing that thing. So I implore you to share your weirdness, embrace your weirdness. If your tribe don't share their weirdness, how are you going to find them? If you don't share your weirdness in the world, how are, how are they going to find you? So share your weirdness with the world. Pick something that you enjoy and put it out there. If people are naysayers and they say anything, they judge you or otherwise, it doesn't matter. That's their own insecurities. If people want to have a conversation and understand, that's wonderful. That's showing respect. Be courageous. Be you. Put it out in the world. Do it today. You're absolutely fantastic. Have a top banana day, ladies and gents. Come and join us at the Facebook page. It is facebook.com forward slash join your happy place or just search in Facebook for join your happy place. Ladies and gentlemen, you're all amazing human beings. Keep on this journey. I believe in you and have a top banana day. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more, go to the Motivate website at www.motivate-coaching.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Stuart directly, you can get him at Stuart, spelled S-T-U-A-R-T, at motivate-coaching.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and remember, your happiness drives your success. See you next time, folks.